Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to this place where I talk about the many different things that go on in my stay-at-home dad life. Things with my kids, my family, being a better father and a better husband, men's mental and physical wellness, parenting struggles I have, success stories as well. I also talk about parenting tips and life tips that I have and that I've researched and things I've come across online. And lastly, just random things that I think about, things that I find interesting, or things that I just question, I come on here and I share with you. So I hope something in that whole mixed bag you find interesting, educational, informative, uh, enlightening in some way. But anyways, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here today. All right, all right, all right. So yes, I've kind of taken a back, taken a step back from doing weekly shows. I decided to focus on some other things in my life. I still want to do this show. I still want to put out content, but I don't want to just put content out for the sake of putting content out. I want to try to make it the best that I can and and still make it better. You know what I mean? So I took a couple weeks off. I didn't even post a dad classic episode either, and honestly, I don't think anybody noticed, which is fine. It's totally fine. But something that I did realize is I kind of missed it. I enjoy doing these shows. I enjoy putting these shows together and talking about parenting and dad stuff and other random topics with you. These are things that, you know, like I said, I come across. I see it on social media. I see it out in, in my own life. I see it when I interact with people, and some things entice me to know more about them. Just like the other day, I was helping my daughter go door-to-door selling Girl Scout cookies, and I thought, wow, this is really great. You know, she's out here. This is helping build her confidence. She's speaking with other adults. She's, She's gaining confidence from this. She's working on communication skills. And then all of a sudden, you know how it goes. We had a couple people decline. They didn't want to buy. They didn't want to have cookies around their house, you know. And initially, I was kind of like, oh, that sucks. You know, why can't they just buy some cookies? But I kind of caught myself and I said, you know what? This is just more of a learning experience for her to learn how to take some rejection. Because, you know, I know rejection happens all the time as an adult. There's no, there's uh, no longer people doing things just to be nice, really. It's, uh, it's a much different ballgame from child to adult. So I thought, you know, this is just more of that learning experience and uh, take it, say thanks anyways, and, and move on. See, now I could totally go off on a jag about that for 20 minutes, but uh, I won't. I'll save you the uh, time. So anyways... Back on to uh, uh, the topic of today's show. The main topic of today, well, by the title, you already know, it's the 10 steps to happiness. Sounds pretty enticing, right? This kind of goes pretty well along with the show I did a couple of weeks ago with resolutions and goals and, and just bettering ourselves in general as people. But this is also, I think, a little deeper than that. So let me uh, give you a little backstory on how I came across this. A couple of weeks ago, I went and visited my dad and my stepmom out in Washington State. That's kind of another reason I didn't have any shows for the past couple of weeks. It was a sudden trip. It was literally booked 
four to five days prior to leaving, but I kind of felt I had to go. My dad is going through some health stuff, and my wife agreed that, hey, you know what, you should go out there, spend some time with him, just quality time and and hang out and, and have some fun, and that's what I did. So I went out there for like four days. It was a great time. I really enjoyed just, I don't know, he lives in a really beautiful area, Pacific Northwest, Olympic Peninsula, if you know where that's at up in Washington, just mountains and big trees and the oceans right there and it's just picturesque let's say so we didn't do a lot i mainly went out there to hang out but you know we drove around a little bit and and uh ate some food some places and uh it was pretty low-key but it was really nice got to mess around on his property and and go poke around and look at cool stuff but uh anyways before i left my dad brought out this little box this little like a tin box of things that were my grandfather's and he died back in 2021 I think he was 91 he lived a long a long life but anyways in this box was a bunch of jewelry of my grandfather's as well as just some other random papers and pictures and things that were clearly important to him otherwise they wouldn't be in this little tiny case well inside some of these old papers was this clipping from a some newspaper. It had my grandfather's name like written in pen on the top. So I'm thinking maybe somebody cut it out and gave it to him or something. That's kind of my theory anyways, but the article that was cut out was called The 10 Steps to Happiness. So what I want to do today is just read through these. It's kind of funny. I've talked about these a few of these on a couple of past shows, but I'm just going to read through them give my two cents, kind of interpret them however I see fit. And, and you can do the same thing on your end. You can, you know, interpret them however you like. But then I'll talk about them and then we'll close up and get out of here. So uh, anyways, let's get this going here. The first one, number one, says we must accept ourselves as we are. What does that mean? I don't really know. I had to look it up. And the article that I pulled from, I'll link it in the description. But It means embracing who we are, our strengths, our weaknesses, without judgment or the need to change significantly. It means recognizing our flaws and our imperfections and essentially just saying, I'm okay with that and not feeling like you have to hide those tattered, stained pages of your own story. Does that make sense? It means just accepting it. Don't bury it. Don't push it down. Don't hide it. It's just... Accept yourself for how you are. None of us are perfect, right? And honestly, that's okay. I tend to be pretty hard on myself with a lot of different things. And sometimes that outshines what I'm good at or what I've done right. Because I'm so hard on myself for what I've done wrong or what I need to do or what I need to do better that it kind of outshines what I've done right. And I think it's really important to highlight those things we do well instead of just dwelling on those things that we did wrong or the things that we're not happy with or the things that we feel we need to work on. You know, it it took me a long time to be comfortable and proud of being a stay-at-home dad. It really did. It was hard to say, yeah, I'm a former mechanic Now I'm a daddy watching kids that has no professional career. That was a hard kind of pill for me to swallow for a long time. It was really hard. 
And it's actually, I mean, I've been doing this for almost five years now, and it's taken me a few years to accept this role and be okay with it. Maybe more than okay, to be proud of it. You know, being at parties or being at social gatherings initially and having other dads come up and be like, hey man, what do you do? It was, uh, it was an uncomfortable question for me to answer. And then when I give my answer, I felt like they were looking at me with this judgment like, ooh, man, that sucks. Like, God, what you, you must be really stupid or you must not really have a, a good career path if this is what you're doing. You know, and those are all comments that I put into my own brain. No one ever said that to me, but I just assumed that, which is, you know, that's bad on me, right, for assuming. But it made me feel like a failure. A man is supposed to be a provider, not the other way around, right? He's supposed to be the working man and, and bringing in the money and doing all this stuff and, and uh, providing this lifestyle for your family. And it's, yeah, it's unconventional to some degree that my wife and I's, you know, roles are essentially, quote unquote, reversed from what we deem normal. So I felt that some of these people were sorry for me in some way or that I couldn't do much else. Now me, almost five years later, I've accepted it. I, I'm proud of it. I have a bond with my kids that some dads only dream of, you know? And that's pretty special. That's really special when I think about it. I'm a good dad. I have a great bond with my kids. I'm, you know, I'm pretty healthy. I eat pretty well, I think, anyways. I can fix a lot of stuff. I'm a mechanic. I'm good with my hands. I think I'm a pretty good husband. Those are all things that I need to highlight and remind myself about and accept that I'm good at. And also accept that I have a few flaws, that I need to work on my patience. I need to work on being more decisive, communication at times with my wife as well as my kids. And yeah, I could work at eating better as well. So I think all that's kind of a start right there. Saying, hey, this is where I'm at right now and this is where I'm at in my life and that's okay. Embracing all those parts of ourselves, the good ones and the not so good ones, the ones that need work as well. And also, I need to try to avoid that constant blaming of yourself, the negative self-talk. Avoid comparing your life to others. I'm talking about myself here as well. And focus on the positive, like I mentioned. And accepting yourself doesn't necessarily mean you ignore where you could do better either. It means treating yourself with some kindness, not beating yourself up, and, you know, not to sound super lame, but celebrating your unique qualities, right? Like I said the other week, no one goes through their life thinking and saying, everything is great. Everything is amazing. I am perfect. I know everything. I don't need to change one bit. That's great to recognize our strengths, but we also shouldn't be overly vain about them either. So yes, doing all that stuff leads us to a sense of well-being and happiness. Right? Right. All right, number two, second one on the list here. We must accept responsibility 
for our actions and reactions. What's this mean? Well, it means owning our behavior, right? Recognizing the parts of our lives that we can control and making positive changes to them. Recognizing that our actions have an impact on ourselves as well as others, both positive and negative, that we are accountable for. We're in control of how we react to situations, right? We're in control of our actions. We can't go around just blaming others or making excuses for things that we did or how we reacted. Even though it can be really easy to do, we don't want to do that. And sometimes we do something anticipating one outcome and wham, we get a different one that we really didn't want. Well, that's life. Shit happens sometimes. We just have to, to move on. You know, it's, it's not my wife's fault that I burned the oatmeal. Things that happen, big or little, what's our initial reaction? We'll say, well, you didn't remind me to do this, or I got busy with XYZ, or some other excuse slash deflection to avoid the blame. It's hard to do, but I think it, it feels good to own up to stuff. Not really own up to it, but just to admit fault. Even just small stuff, like burning the meatloaf. Hey, I made a mistake. That was my fault. I'm the one to blame. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, Ugh, what was I thinking? I mean, I, I, I didn't mean to do that. I got caught up doing something else and I, yeah, I dropped the ball. I'm sorry. It kind of feels good. It feels nice. Almost like lift that weight off your shoulders instead of holding on to it, being resentful and being angry about it. Just let it go. It definitely cuts some tension, especially if you're dealing with your kids or your spouse or someone at work. And it allows you to just move on from it without that lingering over your head how you may feel towards some other person or some other situation. We also need to accept and move on from things that we cannot control as well. I can't control another driver in traffic or how someone thinks about me or hell, even, you know, the weather. I can't control that stuff. So why should I dwell on those things and stress myself out over them? They don't really belong to me. They aren't my doing. So what do we do here? We stop blaming others, stop making excuses, Accept the negative emotions. Like I said, we take responsibility. We own up to it. It'll make you feel better. We act. We don't react. You know, we, we don't always get to choose what happens to us. But we 100% get to choose how we react to it. I kind of like that statement. I think it's kind of cool. All right, third one on the list of happiness here. We must try to fulfill our human needs for relaxation, exercise, and nourishment. Pretty self-explanatory, right? A lot of these are going to be pretty self-explanatory. Or you're going to be like, yeah, no, duh, Justin. Yeah, that's, of course, if I do that, I'll make me happy. So just bear with me here. It's a fundamental human need right here, right? Relax for mental and emotional well-being. Yeah. Reduce stress. Yeah. Physical activity for good health. Yeah. Not only physical, but mental. You know what I mean? And of course, nourishment, food. Get proper nutrition. Pretty, pretty easy stuff here. These are the basics, man. But it is interesting to a certain degree that some people really take their health for granted, including myself. People working endless hours, never getting any real physical movement, never getting any real good sleep, eating like a total trash bin, you know, 
those are all things that are within our control that we may need to change. We may need to work on. I know it sounded kind of lame, pretty general, but yeah. Relax, get good sleep, take breaks when you need them. Get even just a little bit of physical exercise. I'm not even talking about like going to a gym and pumping iron and doing all that stuff. Just minimal things at home, super easy. I actually just did push-ups, sit-ups, some bicep curls with my six-year-old the other morning. She wants to get stronger for basketball. She can't get the basketball up to the hoop when it's 10 feet high. So I said, well, you need to be stronger. So we started doing this. We're gonna turn it into a daily routine. Also, shake up your diet a little bit. Eat less processed food, more fresh produce, more protein. Body is a temple, my dude. Like, just think of that, okay? All right, number four on the list of happiness. We must make our lives acts of love by loving ourselves, others, and God. This kind of goes back to self-acceptance a little bit, I think. Loving yourself, reminding ourselves of the good in us, recognizing your own worth, you know, fostering that positive self-image. And of course, that should bleed into other people around you, and then you should love others as well. Extend that love and that compassion to your friends, to your family. Show a genuine concern for others. I'm not going to get like too deep here on love thyself and all that stuff. Um, you know what I mean when I talk about it. I know I already have kind of gotten a little deeper than I normally get, but that's okay. And I think it can even help you with things you can't control. Having empathy for those people that we don't know and just assume that there's good there and not just terrible, shitty people. Also, loving God gives you a sense of purpose, sense of meaning in our lives. I'm not a huge religious guy, but uh, I think it brings a connection that's greater than ourselves. It can help navigate life challenges and, you know, offer support in difficult times, if that's what you're into. All right, number five, we must stretch by stepping outside our comfort zones. Super important. I've talked about this one topic in past shows or multiple shows. I can't remember, but I'll link it in the description. Yes, get outside the zone. Live a little. If the garden only gets enough light to live and do nothing else, then what's the point? You need more light, more sunlight, more nutrients to grow and to flourish. Is that a good analogy or nah? I don't really know. I'm not great with analogies, but you know what I mean. Get out of the comfort zone. Get in those situations that are unfamiliar, that are challenging. Learn something new. Gain confidence and capabilities in that new venture. What do they say? What's always that popular thing they say all the time is when it's the scariest moment to jump, that's when you're supposed to jump. Something like that. I'll buy it. I'll do it. Sounds good. I know we like consistency. We like not changing. Am I right? So we try to avoid it. What do you want to do, but you think it's too scary or it makes you nervous? Think about that question. Whatever that is, I would say work towards that. Trying it out. Dabbling a little bit. Dip your toe in. Travel somewhere on a whim. If you're complacent or hate your job, Maybe try changing it. Maybe try doing something to modify that 
that uh, situation. Do even something small that pushes you outside your comfort zone. You want to run a marathon? I don't know. You want to get up and uh, do stand-up comedy? I don't know. Try it. You want to talk in front of people? Try talking at your HOA meeting or at the city council meeting like I tried to do the other month and I was actually scared shitless about doing it. I don't know why, but I was. We like to complain about situations or wanting to do more, yet we don't really push ourselves to actually do it, me included. So yeah, let's work on that. Let's get outside of that zone a little bit. Let me tell you, it might be kind of fun, just saying. All right, number six, we must learn to be good finders and look for what is good in ourselves, in others, and in various situations. This goes back to what I said earlier. Remember all those things that you're good at? I'm a great dad. I can cook pretty well. I help people as much as I can. We get hung up on the negative a lot. Even the little stuff with our kids. We tell them to do some chores or take care of something. And then once that's done, what do we do? We go in the room that they're in and we pick and we mention the things that they didn't do. We totally ignore all the things they did do and we find the one or two things they didn't. That's a punch. That's a gut punch to a kid's self-esteem. And we do it to our spouses too. So be that good finder. Be that person that looks for those good things. Be Mr. Brightside. I'm not going to really expand on this too much, but you, you know what I mean. All right, number seven. We must seek growth and not perfection. I like this one. How do you grow? What do you do to grow? You grow by doing, right? Just doing and doing and doing. That's how you grow. And when you grow and do, you get better. Not just combing over the same thing, striving for that perfection and doing it over and over and over again, trying to get it perfect, because it never will be perfect. We will always find something to improve or make better. And then once we improve or make better those things, we're going to find other things. And it's just going to keep repeating and repeating and repeating. And it'll just turn into one of those things that's never done. You always keep changing and modifying and doing stuff and improving to get it to be this perfect image in your mind, whatever it may be, a project or uh, an attribute or something. And it'll never get there because you always find something to improve upon. I actually did a little uh, group activity with some friends and we decorated cakes. And this lady came into the house and she set up all the stuff to decorate cakes and she just said something that I think really fits in here today. And that was at a certain point when you're decorating a cake, once you keep trying to manipulate and, and make it better and smooth it out, the more you do that, eventually the worse it's going to get. So at a certain point, you have to just stop and be like, okay, that's good enough, and then move on. Otherwise, the more you try to manipulate this cake, the worse it's going to look, and you're definitely not going to be happy. So it's kind of an interesting thing from a, a cake baker. I try to get this through to my kids as well, especially with sports and hobby and even schoolwork. I just tell them just 
just keep doing it. It'll get better. Just practice. Practice makes not perfect. Practice makes better, right? Is that right? I don't know. And celebrate the progress too. Your progress and your efforts. Like, don't sleep on that stuff. Don't always, don't always uh, celebrate the finish line. Celebrate the journey getting to that finish line. So, I think that's a good point. All right, number eight. Almost done. Promise. We must learn to communicate effectively. Yes, this is, you know, relationship 101. Pretty reasonable to see that effective communication is a big part of being a happy person. It's key, right? If we're not communicating with our people, our family, our spouse, our kids, our friends, then that's going to lead to a pretty miserable existence, in my opinion. I don't know how else I should interpret this, but that's how I'm interpreting it. Hard conversations are hard. That's what makes them so important. They're hard to have, but sometimes they're the most important ones to have. Because if you don't have those hard conversations, then somebody is swallowing something that is bothering them, and then they bottle it up, and then what happens? It comes out later, and it doesn't come out the way you wanted it to come out. So communication, talk. It's not, shouldn't be that hard. Even though I just said, Hard conversations are hard, but communicating should be, uh, you know, forefront, right? All right, number nine, we must enjoy the good things in life. Like I've said this entire show today, take a step back. Admire all those accomplishments, all those good things. Don't always look at a situation or some type of topic and think how it could be better. Enjoy the now. Yes, it's good to look forward and have those goals, but just don't skip over the good things that are happening right in front of your face. I think a lot of people kind of get into that and they miss out on a lot of life. A lot of good things that are literally right here, you're focused on something else. You're focused on work or you're focused on that or you're focused on other things and you miss it right in front of you, especially with your kids. So... Don't be that guy. I think a lot of people also look at other people's lives, people on social media, they compare themselves, and they have this unrealistic idea of how they should be living their life. And that's, that's not your story. That's, not, that's their story. That's not your story. So don't be influenced by what you're seeing. And I think we get persuaded into thinking that what we're doing isn't good enough or... We should be doing D, E, and F instead of A, B, and C. And I think that creates this environment where we do miss out on those good little things in our lives because we're so focused on what we don't have and what we want and, and how we're going to get there instead of being like, hey, this is a nice moment right here. All right, last one here. Last one, number 10 of the 10 things for happiness. We must make prayer part of our daily lives. Now, I mentioned, you know, God a little bit earlier. I've never been a huge religion guy. I don't, you know, I'm not going to try to persuade people to do one thing or another. I'm not going to get super deep here. But I do think, you know, being involved in something to some degree could be beneficial. I've gone to church a few times. We used to go somewhat regularly in Nevada. 
And now here in Indiana, we've gone mainly on holidays and stuff, but it's always been a pretty nice experience. The sermons are always pretty interesting, and they've always been pretty relatable to me. And that kind of surprises me. It makes me reflect on things in my life, but, you know, I kind of think that's the point, to be general enough to have everybody be able to relate to it, but specific enough to where I could tailor it to my own life. Does that make sense? So... I don't know. I'm just saying I enjoyed it. And if it's something that you're thinking about or that you do, awesome. More power to you. So anyways, all in all, you know, we're just people. We're having our own experiences. We're the main character in our own story. You're not right or wrong. You're just living your own life. And we can make our experiences worse, yes, but we can also make them better as well. And I think... You know, learning how to be happier or be happy in general is a, is a good step in that direction. Look for the good moments. Surround yourself with good people. And don't judge yourself too hard. You know, I talked to a, a buddy of mine about happiness recently, and it's kind of an interesting topic. I don't think it's this... I don't think it's this idea where someone can be happy all the time, like it's this state of, I am happy all the time, I think it more ebbs and flows, like a lot of other emotions and feelings, and sometimes there are moments that bring us happiness, and there are other times that uh, bring a different emotion, so I don't know, it's kind of interesting, I don't expect anybody to be like, smile on the face happy 100% of the time, I don't think that's realistic, people can be pleasant, but I just don't think that that's realistic. Anyways, hopefully this list of things that came from my grandfather, Tin, will uh, help us in some fashion be a little more happy. So that's about all I have for today's episode of Stay Home Dad's podcast. I hope you enjoyed that. Maybe you and I can use some of these things in our own lives, things that came from a newspaper clipping from a tin. So... If you have any more questions or comments for me, please reach out to me on podbean.com or over on Instagram at stayathomedads underscore podcast. And let me know. I always enjoy hearing from you. I really do. And like I always say, thank you again for listening. I do appreciate you downloading and listening to the show. And I will talk to you all next time.